Hello and welcome to the Kick in the Creatives podcast, hosted by myself, Sandra Busby, and my fellow creative, Tara Roskell, offering you interviews, inspiration, motivation, and a gentle prod in the right direction. And for lots more information, challenges, and other useful tools to help you get creating, you can go to www.kickinthecreatives.com. And of course, this is where you can also find today's show notes. Enjoy the show. Welcome to today's episode, which is all about how to find your art style. But today we're doing things a little bit differently than we usually do, but we'll go into that in a bit. But first of all, we want to say a huge thank you to our latest Kofi supporters. So we've got Adrian, Marcia Furman, Maureen Ballard, Rob Myers, Sandra Ridgewell, Peter... Angie Safford and Katie and we really really appreciate your continued support not only does it help us towards the cost of running kicking the creatives which helps us to keep doing what we do but it also shows that you like what we do so thank you so much and if you can't buy us a coffee please do share the episode that really helps us as well We also want to thank everyone who's been sharing their work with us on social media one thing that really caught my eye um recently was one that Jackie uh, did. She did a kind of, she did the copious June and she did the unmade bed. Did you, did oh, you yeah. see that? She yeah. basically took, yeah, Jackie Belusky, wasn't it? it? She t- took a photograph of her bed, which was unmade, <laughs> which I thought was so clever. And she's also though, she's been doing these beautiful pastel ladies. Um, have you seen those? They're the ones for copyists yeah. as well, aren't they? We're sort of inspired yeah, by... Yeah, they're so, yeah. so beautiful. Really, really loved um, watching her um, do the copyist challenge. And also Joanna Brown. She's been doing the kit Crafty um, challenge and she's been making these really quirky little um, faces. I think they're out of felt, maybe. I don't know how she does it, but she makes them out of kind of felt and stuffs them. And <laughs> there was one particular one I thought just looked like Margaret Thatcher. <laughs> <laughs> but they just make me chuckle every time I see them. Have you seen those? Yes, I have. Yeah, yeah, they're brilliant. What about you? What's caught your your eye? Well, another one doing kit crafty has been Adrian. I don't know if you've seen it. She's been doing um, different pages, like based on seasons. Yeah. I think. Yeah, they're absolutely mm. lovely. I really like those. Uh, then Katie Taylor too on Instagram. I've really liked her copious paintings. And then Maria Kelly, I just wanted to say a big congratulations to her because she's finished her 100 face challenge. Oh, wow. I wonder if she'll do what Gabriella Pop did and just do 100 more. Well, Gabriella Pop, she did the 365 challenge, didn't she? And then she did it, she started again when she finished it. Yeah, I know. Which was pretty amazing. She's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. So what's new with you, Sandra? Well, talking to you one to one for a start because we've been. I don't know about you. I feel like I've been doing so many podcast interviews lately. Of us interviewing other people, we've we've had some fantastic guests on, which we've got lined up for the future. But um, oh wow! I we said the other day, didn't we? We're looking forward to just chatting together because we haven't done that for a while, have we? So. No, it's much more relaxing as well as the. You're not nervous, are you? Because I know we can just no. make mistakes and it's absolutely fine. You don't have to feel silly. No. <laughs> Doesn't matter if the dog barks, we can just cut that out. <laughs> but when you're interviewing someone who's taken the time and trouble to come on from America and you, you just feel like you've got to do everything right the first time, so much more pressure. So yes, today is quite new. I feel I feel it's great. I've missed this. Um 
apart from that, I've just sold my most recent marble painting um, and that one has found a new home in Milan. I've always said, haven't I? Not my, my work never goes to the UK. <laughs> that sounds so posh though, doesn't it? Going Milan. To Milan. I just need to add New York and actually there is one in New York. <laughs> I think one of my other... Is Boston in Boston classes New York? It's past part of no New idea. York. Well, no yeah, I just need New York, Paris. I need Paris next. <laughs> you just have to deliver them in person. Yeah, they're dotted maybe. all around the world, yeah. to be honest. But yeah, yeah, Milan does sound posh. Um, maybe it's the exchange rate. I don't know. Perhaps it's that. I don't know. But anyway, so yeah, that's found a new home. And to be honest, I was really um, surprised that I sold a painting because of, you know, the situation we're all in at the moment. We're only just sort of coming... Well, I don't know if we if it's safe enough to say yet that we're coming out of coronavirus, but the whole lockdown thing's being relaxed uh, across the board pretty much. I think America is still, you know, struggling a bit. But, um, yeah, so I, I must admit I wasn't expecting to sell art at this time, but I did. So, yeah, um, that was great. And I've made a start on a new painting as well, so I'm really in my happy place at the moment. I love having a new painting on the go. It's great. And, you know, every time I go in the studio to, to work on it, I, I you know, I just think, oh, what's it going to look like by the end of today? And it's great. I love it. Anyone who is interested, by the way, to see its progress, because I do get questions. Oh, I wish I could see. Well, you can. If you just pop along to my Instagram page, my personal Instagram page, which is Sandra.Busby, and that's where I'll quite often share my progress. So you can have a look there. What about you, Tara? What is new with you? Um, well, as you know, I've been doing the Portrait Artist of the Week each Sunday, which has just finished a couple of weeks ago. Basically, there's a program on in the UK called Portrait Artist of the Year, but because of what's been happening, they haven't been able to do it. So instead, they did a live version on Facebook every week where they had one of their previous winners or finalist artist who was painting a celebrity sitter who'd be sitting there on video and the two of them would be chatting. And everybody got to paint along. So they were getting about 2,000 entries each week of people who were drawing out. I think if you go to Sky TV Facebook page, I think you can still find the videos. I'm not totally sure on that. But if you do want to do it now, go go and have a look there. So absolutely love that. Because you felt like it's sort of a sense of community because you knew everybody else was doing it as yeah. well. You know what I mean? So I love that. And Felicity Fizz took I've, part oh, as well, didn't she, in a couple of them? <laughs> she did, yeah. Felicity Fizz is the cartoon character, by the way, if anyone's listening who wonders who on earth she is. I, I just created this car cartoon character and I drew her um, at the easel. She was naked, I think, in both, wasn't she? Painting away. And uh, <laughs> yeah. I was really gobsmacked because um, both times I got comments from the judges, which was awesome. Yeah, that was nice. But you got more than that, didn't yeah. you? Oh, mine got yeah. shown on one of the programs, on one of the Facebook Lives, which was really yeah. nice. Yeah, it just flashed up on the screen my name, which is really mm. nice. Um, yeah, so, so as well as that, I've been drawing people's photos who submitted them on Instagram. I started this project, which I've taken a brief pause from, but I will be starting again in August. And basically, it's a project where I, was, I had a hashtag saying, Tara, draw my face. And that's on my personal Instagram, which is at Tara Roskell. <laughs> And then anyone who wanted to could op submit on their own Instagram with that hashtag and tag me in their, a picture of their face. And then I would choose one every Thursday to, to, to draw. Um, yeah, and I enjoyed that. But I just tell people that you're more likely to get drawn if you have your mouth shut. 
<laughs> because I don't like drawing teeth. A lot of people don't like drawing teeth. I know what you mean. No, I know what you mean. It's a bit. Yeah. And it's if you're not careful that it just ends up looking really weird, doesn't like, it? When like you draw swallowed teeth. a piano so, uh, or something. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, yeah. So, if you do want to be drawn uh, as of August, uh, keep your mouth shut. <laughs> anyway. Oh, no, good then. <laughs> <laughs> no, no chance. Also, I tried out an online life drawing class. It was a closed one. It's called the company that are doing it or the couple that are doing it. They're on Instagram called at the drawing sesh and sesh is spelled s-e-s-h um and they do i think they're doing three a week the one i did was uh, on a monday in a day in the day i think it was about 11 till 1 uk time and it was just basically the two of them and the guy kind of runs the class and his i think she's his girlfriend she puts like fancy it's kind of a fashion kind of look you're drawing so she puts on different outfits and hats and stuff and they have a backdrop which is like, a, they've obviously got a green screen and they put in backdrops and he just suggests different things to try, which is, I really enjoyed it because I've tried some, well, we've both tried some online classes, which have been a disaster, haven't we? Yeah, well, or maybe disappointing would be. Disappointing, yes. But I've also tried another live drawing class that I just, I switched off within two minutes. <laughs> um, so when I went to this one, I thought, oh, please don't. Don't be awful, but I loved it. Absolutely loved it. So definitely check out the drawing sesh on Instagram. Yeah, and I, you know, a lot of these things I think have come about because of lockdown. Um, I wonder if some of these things are going to sort of carry on, and there will be more things like this for people to do. Do you think? I don't know because these two. Um, I was looking at their kind of description. It says artists and models, so they obviously are used to doing sort of modelling and I wonder if they are normally out at different places doing this and thought, you know, we can do this at home. Do you know, you're probably right because I can't imagine many people just have like a green screen knocking around their cupboard, do you know what I mean, let alone know how to actually superimpose something on the top of it. Oh, I wonder if these two do. Yeah, well, that's what I mean. I think they probably, you're probably right. Yeah, maybe, yeah. Quite tech, yeah. (laughs) So you've been keeping yourself busy then. Yeah. Yeah. And I want to talk about this. I want to circle back and it really leads into this episode quite nicely because you've obviously been doing this, um, you know, portrait artist of the week. And as I mentioned before, you know, today's episode is a little bit different than usual because it's all about how to find your art style. And Tara, you've truly found yours. Absolutely. No question. But as much as I'll tell you how I went about finding my own art style, I think Tara found hers a lot more recently. And it really is what I'd call an established and unique style, which is very recognisable as her own. And that is something that most artists really want to find. And we get that question all the time. How do I know when I've got a style? How do I find my style? But, you know, Tara, you didn't stumble across your style, did you? It didn't just creep up on you through pencil miles. You know, you made a conscious effort to find it by developing your own 60-day find your art style experiment. And you film that process and your progress every single day. Oh, not Saturday and Sunday. Apart from Saturday and Sunday. (laughs) But it was something you just hoped would work, but there was always that chance that it might not. So it was a massive commitment for you to take on and with no guarantees. So we thought it might be fun if I kind of interviewed Tara um, about her process in the hope that she can help you find ways to find your own or develop the one you've already got. 
So, Tara, are you ready to be interviewed? Uh, yeah, I'm now getting quite nervous. <laughs> it was so <laughs> funny because earlier on we were saying, oh, it's so nice not to do interviews for a change and now I'm yeah. interviewing you. <laughs> so I want to ask you, first of all, how would you define an art style and what made you think that you didn't already have one? Okay, so to me, an art style is to paint or draw in a certain way that's immediately recognisable as an artist, so immediately recognisable as me. So this could be made up of like the subject matter or the medium you use or the colour palette. And although I think people who knew me, like you always used to say that if you saw my drawing online, you would know it was me, didn't yeah. you? Yeah, even way, way before I, you did this art style experiment, yeah. Yeah, but I don't think... The majority of people would. I think that's because you knew me. So I think if, if you'd maybe put five pieces of my work previously next to each other, somebody else may not have realised that was all by the same person. Mm. Because one may have been in pencil and it may have been quite abstract. One may have been in brush pens, but it was a semi-realistic looking face. Do you know what yeah. I mean? So, so I think it's having that, looking at something and... It's almost like a stranger would immediately know it's by an artist, you know, if they'd, if they'd seen other bits of the artist's work. That's to me anyway. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, see, I, I, I've always thought of it as more of a, even with your stuff before, you kind of, there was always this kind of ribbon of something between them all. And I don't know whether it was your mark making or what, but I could, I think it was a bit more than me just knowing your stuff. The way you drew your cartoons, you did little cartoons, didn't you? you did little characters, you did faces. Yeah. There was something about the style of them that you could kind of see was by the same artist, I think. You had the style there, but I think it was kind of in amongst everything in a way. And what you've done is you've managed to kind of pull all of those bits from various things you did together into one, which is pretty... Yeah, it was honing it down. Mm. So it was like, okay, I draw I draw semi-abstract faces. I usually make them quite colourful, mm. you know, because obviously I might slip in the odd black and white and stuff. But it's that constant thread, isn't yeah. it, of, of what you got. Mm. But I think you, your interpretation in general of a style is a little bit different to mine. I think mine might be more towards maybe what some people think of maybe illust not illustration style as in, it looks like illustration, but, you know, if you see an illustration through a book, how they all look yeah. very much the same. And I guess that's probably how I think of yeah. it. So how would you define it? Well, similar to you in, in some ways. I mean, like you said, it's a piece of art that makes, you know, it's recognisably your own. So that can be anything from the subject to the mark making or even just the colour palette but there, there has to be that thread that links one piece of art to the next but ultimately I think it's when you can tell who's behind the work without having to look at the signature yeah, yeah. but would you say say for example uh, I was an artist and I drew buildings but then sometimes I draw pets yeah I see what you mean yeah yeah so I think it doesn't mean to say that you can't draw those no. things, but it's almost like, I guess it's what you put on show of yourself, isn't yeah. it? It's almost like, it's a little bit but of you, that. But you I get think. websites, don't you, with artists who have maybe different sections on their website. So one might be still life, the other might be urban paintings, and the other might be portraits. But sometimes that can be a bit messy and you don't you you kind of get the feeling that artist really doesn't know who they are yet 
but on you know if you're the lucky kind of artist who really does have a style then you would be able to still see that artist did those things just by the way they lay their brush strokes and that kind of thing do you see what I mean so I don't think it necessarily you have to draw the same things all the time but I do think it's your approach to whatever your subject is that makes it your own yeah I think what would be really useful actually is to do and I do know someone who's actually done this uh, but not to do different styles but is have like you know how pe- authors have pen names yes yeah so like then, an author like, yeah like an author name but so you know some of them if they switch genre or do something slightly different they then have this different pen name don't they so that it doesn't get confused and you always need to do that for your art yeah Absolutely. Uh, do you know, I'd be interested to see, because uh, I know that you can do, obviously, faces you love doing and animals, pets and things you're brilliant at. And also you do those in exactly the same style. There's no question. I'd be really interested, actually, if you did um, like an urban sketching, drawing or buildings, perhaps in that yeah. style that you're doing at the moment, what it would look like. And also a still life. Maybe that's a challenge. Oh, uh, but I hate still Oh, yeah, but, but in so that style. You can scrap, scrap, <laughs> no, scrap What about buildings? What about buildings in, in the style uh, you're yeah, doing? Yeah, I'd, I'd try the building. Okay. But the, but the um, yeah, the still life is off the table. Sorry. <laughs> Isn't it funny because that's what I do. I just love still life. Hey, it doesn't move no. for a start. It doesn't, it doesn't ask to see. No, it's a building. That, that's true. That's true, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. So so why was finding an art style of your own so important to you? Uh, a few reasons. First, I wanted to remove the decision making for when I create, which sounds weird. But what I mean is that when I was coming to draw, I'd be thinking, ah, what shall I do today? As well as thinking, what am I going to draw? Which was already kind of narrowed down a bit to like building face animal that kind of thing and generally faces um it was that okay what medium am I going to use how am I going to make it look do you know what I mean there was all these series of decisions before I even started drawing that makes sense yeah Yeah. Uh, which sometimes it's it's obviously nice to experiment but it's nice to have that thing that you that's like your go-to way you do things so it's just I'm going to sit down I'm going to draw a face and this is how I'm going to draw it yeah, I totally get that. And I might, yeah, and you might mix it up a bit, but it's almost like before, if you can imagine you were walking into your art studio and you were going to paint an oil painting, mm. but you you get there and you think, oh, shall I paint, even if it was narrowed down to still life, oh, shall I paint these um, in an abstract style? <laughs> I see, yeah. Oh, shall I, um, <laughs> yeah. oh, shall I do them with an outline today and... It was, I was almost in that sort of situation. Mm. But also I think that I'd like to build a following to sell my work. And I think in order to do that, you do need to have kind of a name as in you are the person that does, you know, almost a label, which is horrible to say. No, I, I totally get what you're saying. This is where I think that you it would be good if you did test the waters with buildings as well, because they're a lot easier to get people who want to buy um, images of places they've been, that kind of thing. If you if you were to, perhaps to do the Eiffel Tower in Paris, let's say that, or the Leaning Tower of Pizza or Big Ben or something like that. Did you just say pizza, the Leaning Tower of Pizza? I always say you pizza. Did, I always say pizza. 
Pizza, sorry. <laughs> so um, if you want to sell, that would be a good thing to kind of have as well, have that behind yeah, you. Yeah, it doesn't doesn't kind of excite no. me, that's the thing. I think, I think you need um, that excitement. Yeah. I mean, and that said, and obviously I have found this core sort of style now, but I've been experimenting with it a little bit as well. Yeah. You have. And what was really interesting, actually, is I remember when you said to me, because you were just doing faces from your imagination, really, weren't you? And a few faces, fizz, like off the internet. Um, and I remember you saying to me, I want to know if I can do this and actually make... Oh, no, I wasn't doing it from imagination. No, yeah, no. at first, I'm talking about your characters at first. And then you went on to, to sort of doing these kind of faces, but you were getting those images from the internet, weren't you? Royalty phrase. Yeah, yeah. it would be starting. It wouldn't look much like them, but it, yeah. Yeah, but then you said to me, I want to see if I can do this and make these drawings recognisably someone and somebody else to say, oh, that's so-and-so. And that was going to be quite hard to do, um, which I thought it would be hard to do as well. But when you started doing that Portrait Artist of the Week, I couldn't believe it because, you know, there's certain... You did Noel Fielding. I mean, there's no way that you wouldn't know that that was him straight away when you looked at your drawing. Um, and there's so many that you did, and it's just so obvious who they are. And you'd never believe you could get that from such a quirky style. No. Do you know what is really weird? And and if anyone hasn't seen the way I'm drawing now, basically, it, to put it into words, it's like a face, and usually there's one big eye and one small eye, and one's lower down than the other, and then there's a kind of nose, and then the mouth is usually slightly offset as well, and the ears are usually offset. And it's very weird because if you're used to drawing more realistically, which, you know, I, I do as well, um you're used to kind of, okay, roughly where does the eye line up with the nose? You know, and the way, that's how you get a likeness, isn't it, obviously? And, of course, that's all thrown out the window because you think, oh, where does the big eye line up with the small eye? You know, it's, it's kind of weird. It's very clever because if you think about it, you've got your mouth floating halfway across the page or, or an eye popping out of the face. How then you have managed to get that to look like that person still is um well that's clever really clever in itself it really is i when i saw noel fieldings i thought yeah he'd pick tara's because <laughs> he's a really wacky artist and he'd love he'd have loved that oh, <laughs> oh thanks uh, by the way did you mention your instagram page earlier because people might want to oh you yeah, did, did. I was gonna say yeah. you should definitely yeah it's, it's just at yeah because then you'll school. be able to see yeah. what we're on about <laughs> yeah um so what else was i going to ask you yeah so I remember when I first started painting that I was really hung up on learning all the technical stuff that I hadn't really thought about a style. Um, it was never kind of a conscious thing to begin with. I just painted the way it just came naturally to me. And it just seemed to creep up on me over the years of painting. But, you know, you didn't go about it that way because that hadn't happened to you. And you were you're quite an impatient person, aren't you? I think. Um and I yeah. don't think you were ever going to be happy with waiting around for a few years for it to creep up on you like I did. You decided... Were you not... Let me, let me just butt in there. Were you not really keen to find a style when you started painting? When I, when I first started painting, I wanted to know how... I wanted to know... I'm going to put this in air quotes... The right way, which isn't necessarily the right way now. I'm just saying the right way of mixing mediums, the right way of... Um, 
preparing canvas. I wanted to know all that stuff. And I was so um, wanting to know those groundings, if you like, that I, I really was m more interested in learning how to do that kind of thing at that time. I think it's because I'd already, at this time, I'd already been to art school and abandoned it because I just thought this is not for me at all. You probably would have loved it but you know art school for me it's like oh today you should go and collect loads of rubbish from the beach and make a sculpture yeah that's fun I'm not doubt you know that and that is brilliant for your imagination and not that I'd want to go and picking up someone else's rubbish no <laughs> not at the moment either out. but I can <laughs> see I can really see all of the benefits of that but for me I felt like what about the what about the actual techniques of painting? What about those old techniques? First of all, to build on those and then go go wild and let loose. But that hadn't happened. No, I think you're right, and I think that is because I told you I love my first year yeah. at art college, but there was that missing. And I mean, from school, from college, from everything, nobody ever taught me how to paint. Nobody. No, I I know, and I'd gone to art school because that's what I thought. I was going to learn. <laughs> I didn't expect to be. No, but even at school, I ended up, one of the other teachers suggested to me to go to a night school class when I was 14. I mean, they should have been teaching you that at school, you know, to learn how to do watercolours. You should have got mm. taught that at school. You definitely got taught it at college because you should have got taught, I don't even mean to a high realism standard necessarily at art college, no. but how you should apply the paint, how you can thin the paint, how you painted layers, all stuff like that. No, nobody knew about mediums. No. It was kind of like, oh, just, just you know. But there's so much to know about mediums, you know, because you don't want your painting to start cracking in 50 years' time. You don't. You don't. You want your painting to last. And I remember saying to my tutor at the time, you know, when when are we going to learn about you know classical techniques of painting and he said well gosh he said if you want to go and spend a fortune and go to Florence that's where you can learn it but you know you won't learn it at yeah, here he said he said basically none of us know how to do it you know it's not he said art isn't about that these days it's about imagination and I I didn't agree I fiercely disagreed I do agree that it, there's a lot of um that involved but you have to surely know the basics yeah you need first. a mix don't you you need a bit of that old mix yes. way and a bit of the yeah. you know creativity yeah. sort of side so that's why I spent an awful long time just trying to learn those techniques and it's hard to actually to find some of that information not so much now because I think realism is definitely making more of a comeback it's becoming a bit more of a trend again now um but I think that just having that base, basic knowledge behind me may, then gave me the confidence to go a ahead and start being a bit more, oh, well, you know, mind you saying that I haven't with my painting because that's how I love to paint. But say, for instance, in my sketchbook, I'm not interested in creating a perfectly executed drawing now because I know I can draw. So I have no problem going in my sketchbook and scribbling out something with not a lot of thought and not worrying about it. So what made you think that you could actively go about finding a style rather than it just developing over time like, you know, most people do. Because I thought if I did that, I'd just be waiting forever because I know my focus is slightly crap. So I thought <laughs> if I put this really narrow focus and a period of time into finding a style, I would actually really concentrate on it, especially if I was going to do it publicly. Otherwise, I'd just keep dabbling around. So 
you know, I, I take part in some of our challenges and I'd be much less serious. Yeah. And even though I do it, I think, oh, yeah, I quite like that, but I'm going to experiment some more. That there, there wouldn't be any building up of things. It would just be trying lots of different things. Whereas yeah. putting this put a little bit a little bit of pressure on myself almost in a good way. And I knew if I, I had already narrowed it down to faces, and I'd done that obviously from the last couple of years, that's I've found is, is one of the things I like most. So I, I think it's that focus. And I thought, I thought it might not work. So I thought I could get to the end of 60 days and I might be none the wiser, which would be a bit embarrassing. But Yeah, so you're talking about your experiment now. So yeah. let's go into that then. What actually gave you the idea of creating your own find your art style experiment? Because you, I remember you saying to me, I need to find my style. Yeah. I need to find my style. And, and, and that's I heard that a lot. <laughs> yeah. And I said, Tara, just keep at it and it will come. You'll find your style. And you were not going to wait. But how did this experiment come up? What made you think of doing it that way? Do you know, I'm not quite sure what pop, why it popped in my head. But as you know, I love challenges. Yeah. And also, I don't know if it was, I was, um, I'm going to forget the name of it now. You know, um, Jake Parker, and um, what's his website called? Inkto- Inktober? No, his, web, his website, which is illustration website and podcast. Oh, um. Oh, um, yeah, listen, a three, po- three point perspective. That's it. That's three it. Points. I listened to that a lot. Yeah. Well, on there, they had um, a course called Find Your Art Style. And obviously, I've been looking at stuff because I knew I wanted to find my art style. And you could either subscribe to their platform or you could buy it. And it was only $10 or something like that. Mm. And it, I can't remember who was teaching it. It, it, it wasn't Jake. It wasn't. Will, what's your Lee? Lee. It was Lee was teaching it. And so I watched this, this, this thing about finding the start. And what I thought was really interesting was uh, Lee was saying how frustrated he was when he was at college trying to find his style because they would all just say, oh, like you said, it will come. <laughs> you know <what> I mean? <laughs> just wait and it will come. It's like build it and it will come with a website, isn't it? It's like it could never come. Uh, and he said how you could make it happen much quicker by actually looking at the artists you like and then, well, he, he talked about copying their work. So he, mm. he said, narrow it down to a few artists you like and then pick, you know, pieces you, and copy them. Now, I absolutely loathe copying artists, you know, mark for mark and stuff like that. So what I decided that, I think that gave me the idea for doing the course, but I decided I would start with an exercise along the lines like that. Now, I don't know if that's something you want to talk about later or or something you want to talk about now. Yeah, because I I honestly have to say, I think I told you this tonight, I was doubtful if this was going to (laughs) work. I I really was. Thank you for your belief in me. (laughs) I believe in you, but I didn't think that it could be something that was forced. So I wasn't at all convinced it was going to work but I was definitely intrigued to know so you decided yeah. in your sleep you woke up in the middle of the night poked Kevin and went oi I've, no, I've I didn't poke this. Kevin <laughs> <laughs> that happens the other way around it happens Sarah <laughs> oh, do we need to Let, cut that bit out I, I think we might have to cut that out you're so rude <laughs> so so yeah so you you've gone oi Kev oh, oh, I've no I don't call him Kev I've, I've got an idea. No, he wouldn't. <laughs> you've mentioned to me. You've mentioned to me so many times in the past. You've said one of the things that Kevin often hears is me going, 
I've got an idea. Oh, yeah. And then he rolls his eyes at you, <laughs> yeah. which you often do to me. So so when you said, um, Oi, Kev, I've got an idea, or Kevin, I've got an idea, did he roll his eyes? And what did he think? Uh, no, I think he probably just says, oh, that sounds good, because that's the probably the answer to them all now. Um, but <laughs> he, yeah, I originally said to him, I said, I've got this idea I'm thinking about doing to find my style. And originally I was going to do a 30-day challenge. Did I tell you that? Um, no you didn't yeah originally it was always going to be a 60 day challenge when we spoke about it in my head originally it was going to be a 30 day or a 28 day because we were doing um february faces i did it the start to coincide with february faces and i thought yeah i remember that that's a perfect time it's faces i want to find my style so i'll do it alongside that and then i kept on thinking about it and i was thinking 30 days isn't very long you know I might have just started, you know, getting the surface of things, but I won't have done it. And then I thought, oh, maybe 60 days. And I'm thinking, oh, my God, 60 days if I'm going to video it. That's, you know, because I decided I was going to video. I was thinking that is going to, that is a bit of an undertaking. Because um, I don't know if people know, if you if you don't do videos, don't make videos, they are very time consuming. Not just the recording, but putting them up and everything. So I had this idea and I, th- I think I run it by him and he goes, yeah, do it. You know, you, you haven't got loads on, so go for it. Um, and then I think I ran it by you, didn't I? And so, so one of the things I did first anyway was um, look at how I said about Lee, said to look at different artists. I put this board together of, I think, about 10 artists that I really like the work of. And when I say do that, it's not just artists I like the work of because I love artists who do things that are totally not what I want to draw myself. So yeah. I ignored them. Can I just um just say it was a Pinterest board, right? Yeah. It wasn't like a yeah. Yeah, yeah it was a Pinterest board, but I, I did have a, a physical board here as well. But that was to, I put my own work on. But I yeah. I looked put it together. So I'd already had a massive Pinterest board anyway of work I liked. So I kind of narrowed it down. Um, to about 10 artists or 10 bits of work. I think that's what he'd suggested, actually, Lee and his thing, that I really liked. And then I just looked at him and I thought, what do, what do I like about this work? I don't want to copy any of these people, but there's no harm in taking elements of things I like from them. Because, to be honest, let's face it, that's probably what they've done anyway. They've taken elements of artists they like and developed mm. into their own. So, you know, one thing... I really like was I really like Lewis Rosignol's work. I love the work of Deb Weirs. They were a couple on my board. And I just like love the way they make marks. Lewis Rosignol does really kind of grungy stuff. And then mm. I love the fact that uh, Deb Weirs does these faces and they're just so quirky. They're not real, but they're just so interesting. So I was kind of looking at them and taking note of all the things I liked about it. And then I put up a board, a physical board but you could do a Pinterest as well of my own work, the bits I kind of liked that I'd done, sort of my favourite yeah. bits in in the sort of area that I wanted to work in. And basically it just started like that. So I think the first week I looked at, I think it was like Lewis Rosignol's work. I loved, because I said that I loved the grungy style. I thought I'm going to do a face. And I think I actually took an existing face I'd already watercolored, but then I painted over half of it and I drew grungy marks over the other side of it. And so I yeah. just did things like that. I t- took something I liked from one or two of the artists and kind of applied it to the way I drew things. Mm. And then we'd have a review each week, wouldn't we, as well? Yeah. 
We had a little chat and see yeah. how you're getting on. And that was that was really useful. But I also created a video and the video just sort of showed what I did. But that was quite, quite embarrassing sometimes, the videos. Because <laughs> it's like, I've just drawn the most utter load of crap and I've just videoed yeah, it no, for I, your pleasure. I, I, I think it was really important that you did that. I, I want to circle back to your videos in okay. a minute. Um, but yeah, I do think it was really important that you did that because obviously gives you something to kind of go, go back to your progress and think oh god that was a bad day but you you still come out of it i do want to go back to that but let me just um mention someone who from our, i believe he must be in our group because the trouble is with these instagram names you can't actually yeah they're all different could, aren't they yeah and yeah. i'm not sure if this rob is the same rob as in our group i think rob he is. myers robington abbey yeah, yeah that is yeah, rob myers isn't yeah. it now I look at. I'm sorry to go off topic yes, here, but it right. kind of isn't. Oh, this is all about me. <laughs> <laughs> now he seems to have suddenly just really found his style, and and it reminds me so much of stuff that. Well, I love it. I absolutely so love I. it. But but the kind of thing you're talking about, like Lewis Rosignol, um, but he's adding these amazing sort of like really grungy colours as well. And he's anybody who, who wants to check him out, it's Robington Abbey Art on Instagram, and you'll see what I mean. And um, I, I've been sort of looking at him thinking, wow, where did all this come from? And it's amazing. He's, he's just, it just seems to have, he suddenly, yeah. you know exactly who's done that painting before you even look at, who it is it's, it's that thing isn't it well he was following along when i was doing the challenge oh, oh yeah I and see. so he's also been trying to find his style um <gasps> so he was dabbling and recently he he started doing some of those the grungy ones and i said oh, i think i think you found it these are great yeah. you know you should do and they they just look amazing there's one because he wasn't doing that he was doing a bit of ago. he was doing kind of grungy stuff but he's he seems to have narrowed his focus now yeah because it's it's definitely yeah. I, I'm really noticing him now a lot. Thinking, wow, wow, everything's a wow. It's just amazing, re- completely different. But other people following you along then are have actually benefited as well. And and so going back to your videos, then yeah. one of the things I would suggest is that people go and look at them because if you do want to try this experiment, then obviously you can go back from video one and actually follow the process along and do it yourself uh, at any point. But you, because oh, they're you, on our Kicking the Creatives YouTube channel, by the way. Oh, yeah. And it's under the playlist, Find Your Art Style Experiment. But because you decided to film your progress so that other people could join you, yeah. do you think you would have done that regardless of whether you wanted to other people to join you? Do you think it benefited you to do that regardless of that? Yeah, it definitely benefited me. It helped me work things out in my head, I think, because I was, I would film it and then I would do a voiceover to go with it. And, yeah. and I think sometimes when you're doing something like that, I, you know, I would obviously type out roughly what I was going to write, but you're kind of sorting things out in your own head as well. It's like when you write a blog post, you don't really know your total opinion on something. And then yeah. you write a blog post and it kind of solidifies it. Yeah. And it was a and bit... Chatting. Chatting every week helped, didn't it? Because, you know, I'd be able to say to you, you know, what what did you least like about this week? What what do you think you don't like? Or what is it that you liked the best? And it kind of helped you think about things that maybe you might not have done, perhaps. Yeah, that that definitely helped. And if I was stuck, you, you would suggest things as well, because uh, I'll talk about it later, but I did get really kind of stuck at one point. 
Mm. And that yeah. did help me through that. And it's really weird because when you get stuck, you think that's it. You are stuck. But yeah. And at that point, you kind of want to give up and throw in the towel. But if you do continue producing, I think you get through it. But going back then to when you very, very first started, because obviously you you decided at this point how you were going to go about the experiment and you were going to start by having a look at all your, all your artists. But you actually wrote, didn't you? You wrote a document of all these things and the way it was going to go, what you were going to do each week to try and find your style. But tell us about how you felt on day one of that experiment when you woke up that morning. Oh, my God, I was totally daunted. <laughs> which is weird isn't it <laughs> I've, I've been this mixture of excited and daunted for like the month previous because I decided to do this and you told everyone you were going to do it as well yeah I told everyone I was going to do it because it was such a big undertaking I didn't mm. actually realize quite how much until I started doing it because you, you think oh well you know you're only doing a drawing a day um so but I would start drawing in the morning and I would be sort of ready to upload my video about four o'clock in the afternoon <laughs> it's like even once I've uploaded the video I've then got to write put the blog post up to go with the video and I yeah. then need to share it on Instagram because you forget about all the stuff that goes with because mm. you know and do you think that stuff actually took longer than the actual um artwork itself yeah <laughs> yeah yeah definitely <laughs> but what was really good about that is I really learned a lot about video. I know that sounds stupid, but... Um, no, it, it, I can imagine. But you start I to think, imagine. I mean, I, I did get much more lax towards the end because I yeah. started off doing a lot of different angles and stuff when I was, you know, and yeah. making sure I showed all the materials. And at the end, it was just like, here's my hands and here's the paint. <laughs> Watch me draw. <laughs> I can't be bothered to show you me making a cup of tea. <laughs> so so at what point then that was about day two no. <laughs> no, i was gonna say when did you when did you hit your first brick wall and how did you get through it because i know that you, there was there were points when you were like i'm going backwards yeah well, i think that always happens i mean i'm having a little bit of that at the moment to be perfectly honest mm. um mm. but i can't remember the exact day but i just remember looking at everything i produced and thought oh my god that's crap I did like, um, I'd get the dip pen out and I'd do these drawings with a dip pen. I think, oh my God, they're awful. They're nothing like I want my work to be, but I needed to do it to know that that wasn't what my work was going to be, if that made sense. It was kind yeah. of a dismissal process. No, I'm not going to be doing that all. That's not going to be the core of what I do. Anyway, um, but also... As I was drawing more and more faces, it was probably midway through. I found at night I'd, I'd get a sketchbook out just sitting in front of the TV, all these characters. Instead of drawing faces, I'd get these little sort of cartoony-fied characters coming up. And I'd be thinking, no, you know, because that's another thing I like doing. But no, your focus is faces. Why are you drawing, why are you drawing characters? <laughs> And then I started to think I'd done the wrong thing and I shouldn't be doing faces. I should be doing characters. And I remember we were chatting about this, weren't we? You said, you feel like drawing a character, draw a character. Because they kind of still have faces on them. Yeah. Um, but, and, follow, uh, follow your natural instincts. Yeah. I think that's the way to go but to find a style. There's a difficulty there, isn't there? Because what you don't want to do is 
just let yourself lapse off into any any old thing because you go into your old ways yeah. like you know you yeah, told but, yourself you're going to do that and then you yeah but on the same thing though I, I, there's a very big difference between finding a style and finding your style because it's easy to pluck a style off a shelf and that's why I was saying that I was saying look you know you need to do what your heart is telling you to do, not what your head is telling you to do, because that you're going to find your style a lot quicker that way. Yeah, so so I did start drawing as some of the daily things. I did start doing a few characters in there as well, but I wasn't really liking those either. I liked them in my sketchbook, but I wasn't liking them when I did try to do something a bit more finished. Well, even, well, even yeah. when I say finished, they were kind of grungy. But, um, but that just kept on bugging me really really bugging me and I guess when we had a weekly chat so we'd talk about that and I was talking about how I never knew what to do with backgrounds and yeah and you just said don't well, don't worry about the background and don't worry what the character's doing just start drawing the character and then see what you think it could be doing or where yeah. it could be and that that really helped but then there the came to a point where I found that I could bring the two together yes yeah, exactly. I remember that sort of like aha moment. <laughs> we were, I think it was during one of our chats actually, and it was nothing to do with me. But I remember saying to you, if you, you know, if you feel you want to draw characters, draw draw some characters, and and then you said, oh, I don't know, maybe maybe there's a way of sort of putting the two together, yeah, somehow. And that I think was your aha moment. Not that you realised it at the time, but that just that one little sentence obviously sowed the seed in your head and led to something you know that you were almost getting the best of both worlds because you were I was excited and about it <clears throat> yeah and what I love is that say for instance when you were doing your the portrait artist of the week and there, was there a photographer you yeah. were doing wasn't there and you did this you you drew the photographer but then really cleverly what you did with the character you kind of have the character the head sort of forms part of their eye and then you've got the little legs and whatever and and he's the little character's carrying a camera and it's just like oh this is genius this is absolutely and it's not something I've ever seen before so you know to be able to do the two together and it works is just genius and um and you that was when I you started feeling like I started feeling excited Ooh, at that I, point. Yeah. yeah. But I did yeah. do a, a, a couple of flops before that. I don't know if you remember, but I said to you, I wonder if there's a way of combining them. And you said, you said, try it. And then I did mm. one where there was a guy with a kind of quiffy hair, which I did in gouache. And on his shoulders, there was two little characters kind of doing his hair. <laughs> and then, <laughs> then I did another one, which was, oh, this is awful, which was uh, a woman. And I think there was, she had, kind of puffed out lips you know how like people have that all that collagen stuck in their lips or whatever it is oh yeah 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 yeah. and he was there's a little character on her shoulder or or sitting there and he's pointing at her lips like can those <laughs> be real um, oh yeah but well, you were, actually you were using text as well weren't you yeah but it looked so yeah. 80s it looked like i'd just drawn a poster out of the 80s it yeah. was awful yeah. <laughs> but you know it was it was part of it wasn't it all these these Attempts, I'm not going to say failed attempts because they weren't failed <laughs> they attempts. Were. They were attempts that just were not, how, they weren't working. No. As, you know, but you were also as well, don't forget, you were experimenting with your mediums as well. So not only were you trying to establish, you know, your subject and get it to something that you, that 
was you, you know, you were also completely all over the place with your with your mediums at the time as well, because, you know, you were doing watercolour, you were doing oil pastels, you were trying soft pastel, you, you were trying everything. So tell us, how long did you give each medium before you decided to completely rule them out as being something you'd want to re- use regularly? Because I know that, you know, we've had this conversation before, haven't you, where you've always said, you've got to try something more than once. And it's so true because I remember you suggesting I try a brush pen, oh, a yeah. Japanese pentel brush pen to sketch. And I used this this um, brush pen and thought, oh, I hate it. I absolutely hate it. I'm totally out of control. I don't like it. It's, it's just horrible. And now it is because you I put it away. I didn't sort of use it for ages. And then a few weeks later, I think I got it out again. I think I told and, you to try it again. Yeah, you said try it again. Try it. You also tried to tell me to try the chunky yeah, marker again. I'm work. never trying that again. <laughs> but I have to say, the Pentel brush pen now is one of my favourite tools to sketch with. So you do. You're absolutely right. You have to give things more than once to you know to give them a go. But how long were you giving your mediums in this experiment? Bearing in mind you only had sixty days. So yeah. when was it you decided, and what was it about? them that made you decide this is not me I, I didn't have I'm not that structured I didn't have that specific a time and I think what the benefit I had is I had used these mediums before so years ago I used to paint loads in watercolors and about a year or so ago do you remember I did a load of faces in watercolors so, yeah. so I kind of know I'm not not to you know a great level but I know what the medium can do to a certain level um so I just dabbled with them watercolors I've always I've I've quite always quite liked watercolors and I don't like much paint to be honest I'm I have painted with acrylics in the past I used to use a, a palette knife not well but um I've done it but I, I just I've never been a fan I've never been a fan of acrylics never touched oils I hate the idea of oils I hate the idea of long drying times because I just love immediacy yeah. So um, I dabbled with them again in, in this thing. And I think acrylics are fantastic for making backgrounds and stuff, for me anyway. Mm, yeah. But even that, I don't really like it. I don't really like making it. I hate the mess. And what I found was whenever I think, okay, I'm going to do watercolours, I'm going to do acrylics, I'd find myself wanting to add a bit of near colour to them. You know, the near colour pastels that I use all the time. If, yeah. In case anybody doesn't know what they're, they're, they're wax, watercolour, water-soluble wax pastels. And I just... They're near colour too, yeah, called, aren't they? Just kept on finding myself going back to them or using them in a mixed media way with the other things. Um, mm. but I've had this hang-up, I think I've spoken about before, that it wasn't proper painting, almost, if I didn't use paint, if that makes right. sense. Yeah. So I've always felt like... Well, I'm not really a proper artist if I'm not using oh, paint. No. I know, which is ridiculous. But that's so, and that's especially now. I think mixed media is the thing, isn't it? I mean, it, it, anything goes now. Yeah, it still frustrates me sometimes because I, yeah. I absolutely love, I love the look of acrylics and oils. Mm. I love how you can get texture with them. I love how they look, but I absolutely hate the feel of them. So, yeah, it was, it's that thing I think you'll find if you do something and you are dabbling in different things, you will keep going back to something. Which happened to you, didn't yeah. it, with these neocolours? Yeah. And I, they were featuring more and more, weren't they, in each of your drawings? Yeah, I also use some um, intense blocks. I quite like those as well. But I've just realised for me, 
the thing that makes me tick more is something immediate. So if I can apply marks, then put water on them or something like that, I much prefer that to using paint, waiting for it to dry and then applying more. So, yeah. So was there a point where you thought that the experiment was not going to work? Yeah, all the way along, pretty much. (laughs) No. No, seriously. Well, there was a point when I knew it it had worked. But um, but the point was when I said before when I kept on going back to drawing characters, and I thought, yeah. and it's just like, oh, this is just the same old same old where I'm just changing my mind again, you know, and getting to a certain point, and then I'm changing my mind. It was really really frustrating. Yeah. So at what point then? Yeah. Did you start thinking that maybe you were developing your style, and how did you know? I think it was that realization, you know, the combining the character with the person. Yeah. Mm. And that was a definite, uh, I was so excited when I, when I discovered that and I actually did it not the way you would think. I'd kind of got the colorful faces going already. So I'd done this, uh, I remember I'd drawn this woman. I don't know if I'd drawn her on yellow paper or she'd got a yellow background, but, and I kind of liked the look of her. She was very kind of a little bit grungy looking, um, a lot of black outlines like I like. And then I thought, I wonder what would happen if I put a little character around her eye and maybe added some grunge and some faces around the outside. But I didn't want to do it because I really, I quite like this drawing. You know when you do something and you think, well, if I do that, that might make it better, but yeah. it might make it worse. And you don't yeah. know till you do it. So what I did was took a photograph of it and then I put it on my iPad, put it into Procreate, got my, uh, my pencil thingy, uh, Apple Pencil, and I drew it on um, all digitally, what I, what I wanted. And I thought, I really like it. So then once I'd got that, I then put that, you know, in front of me and I basically copied it. And the thing I'd found before was when you use Neocolor, it's really hard to draw over the top of. You can either use a black, you know, if you want to use black, you can either use a black Neocolor sharpened up, but it's still sometimes quite hard to go over the wax. Or what I found, and this was on a Deb Weir's video, actually, I noticed she was using something called a Stabilo All pencil. And it's, yeah. it's a bit like, you know, those China graphs that you used to get that you could draw over anything, yeah. but it's water soluble. Mm. And <clears throat> so I tried one of these out. She wasn't using it over Neocolor, but she was using it over all different stuff. Um, mm. And I tried it and that worked. And so I realized that I could basically copy what I'd done digitally, more or less, Onto, onto my paper and that just completely excited me and that that was the point where I thought, thought I think I've got something here you've done a, a separate video on neo colors and how to use them yeah. haven't you? recently on one of our um art kick videos that we do the funny thing is now I go back to those videos sometimes oh. I actually was looking at them one last night because I was thinking I was thinking this is annoying me that what I'm doing now is not working on this bit so I'll go back and think how did I do it before which is kind of funny, isn't it? That's interesting. Yeah. Did you do? Do you find that when you do that, when you look back and you think, "Oh," and then you know you're still learning from your own videos. Yeah. And also, the, that's interesting. There was, um, I'd done some backgrounds previously, uh, and and it's actually Belinda Lamore who's in our group. She said, "Oh, why don't you try some more?" This was during the challenge. Try some more um, backgrounds, like you did on video, whatever. And I was thinking mm. I'd use acrylic paint. And I was thinking, oh, I really like the effect, but oh, God, I hate it. And it was inks. I'd used inks, acrylic inks. It's amazing how you can forget. 
what you've done. Yeah. And of course, I go back yeah. to, oh, I don't mind acrylic ink. That's all right. They're liquidy. They're not all yeah. gummy and yuck. Anyway, so yeah, <laughs> it's funny that you go back to learn what you yeah. did yourself. Um, anyway, I want to ask you a question. You found your way that you like to paint. So I'm wondering why you feel the need to have this very light style and very dark style. I, I think with me, it's always been about high contrast. It appeals. Some I don't know why it just does. It's what catches my eye. My my paint, my brighter paintings, I suppose, aren't quite so much high contrast because you can't. If your painting's overall light, you're never going to get so much contrast between light and dark. But I've always been attracted to reflective objects, um, so I guess that's made me play around with the light over over the years and I've just just continued loving it and you know when I go outside I, I walk down the woods and I see a, a beautiful tree with gorgeous autumn leaves and all the rest of it I love looking at it but there's nothing about it that makes me think I want to paint that but if I walk past my recycle bin and um, it's been raining and, you know, there's a few wine bottles or beer bottles in there and they've got droplets of water catching the sun and it's sparkling. I am so attracted to that. <laughs> I reckon I was a magpie in my last life because and that and then I'll think, oh, I really want to paint that. So it's in me for some reason. I It's just in me. And yeah. And when I paint um, my darker paintings, I I don't know whether or not sometimes it's about what mood I'm in. Maybe. I don't know. I was thinking that recycling bin must be really dazzling at the moment, mustn't it? (laughs) (laughs) It'll be dazzling later tonight because it's Friday. But can you, you know, remember? But, uh, can you remember the first? Because I know you were you were dark first, weren't you? You went to the dark mm, paints. Can you remember yeah. the first light paint you did? I was on the dark yeah. side. Oh, interesting though. I will start. I will say I I did before glass or reflective ob- objects came into play. I'll say how I realised that I loved painting those so much, and it was because I did. Um, this is when I very first started painting with oils uh, years ago. I did a series of um, vintage teddy bear paintings. So there you go. I, I painted something fluffy and not at all reflective, which is like <gasps> gasp material. But that's how I, you know, they pretty much, um, you know, they were all dark, like dark paintings. And I kind of had it in my head. I was always inspired by those things like agatha christie movies where you know you've got the old lamp on the table the oil lamp on the bedside table and you know all these old-fashioned things and i was really intrigued by these things so what i did is i painted this series of vintage teddy bears but of course they'd have with them various props and what i found that i was loving was the props i was enjoying painting those perhaps more than the actual bears because I just loved how the light was so what, reflecting what props did you got so again so so for instance for one of them one of the bear paintings I did um it had like um, a magnifying glass um in the foreground and he was sitting by um a, a pile of books uh, and there's there's always however big a painting might be there's always an inch of painting that I think that's my favorite inch <laughs> And and it is it's just the handle of this um, old magnifying glass because it was made from mother of pearl, and I just loved how 
those colours kind of reflected in the light. So I, I was in, I enjoyed that. I really enjoyed that. And then I did another bear with a glass decanter full of wine. And the distortions of that decanter, I was just so absorbed in that. And so it goes on. So I did a probably, you know, let's say, I think it was about eight bears, something like that. But of all of those bear paintings, I was getting more and more intrigued by the props and how I was painting those than the bears themselves. And so that's probably what started me on this whole journey of, um, you know, of of light and reflective objects. And I kind of have this nostalgic part of me, which goes back to things that I used to love when I was a kid. So when we used to go to my nan's house, she always had marbles. We never had them at home, but she had them there. We used to play marbles. And so that kind of fondness of those memories looking back at the marbles kind of made me want to paint marbles so I started painting marbles and of course I'm not going to paint marbles particularly in the dark probably wouldn't work quite so well so I started I decided I wanted to because back then obviously all of those bears were painted in this dark moody mysterious kind of almost Rembrandt kind of way do you know what yeah. I mean where the, they were coming out of the gloom and it sounds really depressing, doesn't well, you it? Well, see those if, if they go to your website, um, which is Sandra Busby Art, mm, isn't it? I don't know if I've got the bears oh, on you? there anymore. Oh, right. Because I think maybe if they're on there, they they might be at the very bottom of the paintings. Right. Um, the part, there's a tab called paintings and there's a tab called art for sale or art available. It might be on the paintings tab where there's just old artwork yeah. right at the bottom somewhere. Um, but, yeah, I mean, obviously everything I'd been painting at that point had been dark because I thought, you know when you paint light and a dark background it really sings but then of course I don't always want to paint dark paintings and sometimes I really get this thing where no I want to paint something light and bright and then I started painting things like marbles and glasses and cocktails and things like this and they were a lighter background and you know they were really fun as well Um, but again still all about the light and reflections and I don't know why it is that I love it so much but that is just that is that's what I like do you think that you would have found the style you have now eventually had you not have done the experiment at all and if so how long do you think that would have taken if you hadn't been trying I don't think I'd have found it full stop really oh that's interesting really no because I think what would have happened is I would just keep dabbling and dabbling because I I have and not sticking at something no not sticking at something because I need that, I need that set period of time to stick at anything to build something. So unless I'd done a challenge further down the line where I'd came across that way of drawing, if you know what I mean. So mm. almost if I'd have set myself a 30 day challenge, not necessarily with a specific idea of finding my style, but of drawing faces in an abstract way again. But I might have yeah. still then gone off it because I wouldn't have probably considered that my style still. I guess I put a label on it by saying I'm finding my style. I put a label on it. That, yeah. That sounds weird. But I say, you know, I'm still dabbling. I was dabbling. I was dabbling this week. Um, I, tried, I tried something. This was terrible. I don't know if you saw the one I did yesterday. It was the most. So even when you think you found your style, you'll probably find like me that you still want to tweak with it. A mess with it so you still want to keep the core elements of like of like this so i keep the core element of the face with the wonky eyes and all this this sort of thing and, and the character but then i decided what would it look like 
if I did cut out collaged elements and I drew them with um, ink. Did you see this one, Sandra? Not. I haven't. No. no. <laughs> gonna, I'm going to look no. for it while you're yeah, talking. Okay. Where is it? Is it on it's your on Instagram? Instagram? Anyway, and you'll know. Don't so don't say anything because I'm going to tell you what I'm thinking now. Anyway, so I thought, okay. oh, this. I'm, I found this woman who's quite an attractive looking woman, and I thought I'd draw, draw her face. But I thought, what would be cool then is if I get my ink um, dip pen. And on a separate bit of paper, I'm going to draw things really loose with ink line, let them be all completely wobbly and grungy. And I thought, I'm going to do this woman and she's going to be in this kind of setting with, I'm going to have collage plants on a different colour paper. And it's going to be really cool and grungy. Do you know what it looked like? Cut A cut out <laughs> doll with the tabs that you stick clothes on. <laughs> so do you remember I'm looking those? looking at it as we speak. Do you remember those where you had like this yes, doll? Yes, I do. I used to love those. And you those. had the tabs. Yeah. And I think, oh, I looked at it and I think, oh, I can't post that. And I think, oh, just post it anyway. But um, yeah, I had an idea. And basically, so you will have ideas and they will not work. But there we go. Or, or sometimes they will. Exactly. But the, the thing is. But you don't know, do you, until you try it? I was actually scared to try that. I did it in the end, but I was like, I thought of it a few days before, but I thought, no, no, because you know, you know what you do normally works. And then you do yeah. get to a point you think, oh, I don't know. But I could have tried that and I could have loved it. And I think there's something that might work, but I just think the way I did it didn't work, if you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's not always going to work. No. And, and uh, you know, we say about having an established style, a style will always evolve. I mean, most recently... You know, although I do still life a lot, recently I've been kind of introducing hands, you know, into scenes. I mean, I think that was from that portrait. Yeah. I did a portrait um, course and I loved it. And I don't particularly want to start painting portraits. I really don't because I only I'm only interested in wrink wrinkles and really wrinkly people. <laughs> <laughs> so I would not be interested in anyone beautiful because it's boring. Yeah to paint you know um but recently i've been i've been loving drawing hands but big lovely spade like hands you know the workers hands of my husband obviously <laughs> and and it's been brilliant and i've just finished a painting that you know where his massive big worky hands are, are kind of wrapped in dainty little fairy lights and i love that contrast it's a different kind of contrast but again with those lights in the darkness um so but it, it, that's what i mean it will things will evolve things will happen without you know even though you have a style things will still evolve over time i think that's you know, that's what's quite difficult and I, i'm having a bit of a, a thing at the moment i'm sure other people will experience this that my Instagram from doing like that challenge and from being a bit more regular at posting and posting these faces that are all of a kind of similar ilk, you, yeah. you start it, you start to build up a following a little bit more. And it's still very small, obviously, but you then almost get scared to try something new. And maybe this is another episode of a different podcast, but um, it is that thing, isn't it? Do you know mm. what I mean? Oh, well, yeah, but I've, I've, Instagram's a funny thing because. You know, you scroll through Instagram and all I get is video after video. How do you get thousands of followers? This is how I got 10,000 followers. And I just think, I just, if people want to follow me because they like what I do and they're interested in my what I do, that is absolutely wonderful. But I'd rather have four, three or 400 genuine people that know that I'm not necessarily going to post every week because I'm a realism painter. It's not how I, I can't always have the time to do that. Sometimes I'll post three or four times a week. 
But it's those genuine followers that I like. I'd rather have a lot less followers who are genuine than than thousands of followers that I've really worked hard to get, you know. But you are right. You you your Instagram page, when you look at it, it is so what's the word I'm looking for? Everything's really consistent. You get the odd experiment in there, yeah, but you've got so much of the your core stuff that that's that's almost like Oh, she's tried this, you know, and it's interesting. It's not going to lose you any followers. And if it does, well, yeah, I don't mean it's going to lose your followers, but you start to think if you, um, you can play around a certain amount and it doesn't mean you don't play around and you don't have to don't share it. Mm. But what I mean is, yeah, you've obviously started to get people who like what you do. Yeah. So, yeah, it's funny because you did say to me, didn't you? Oh, I've done this thing and I don't know whether I should perhaps get another instagram account for this style and i was like no put it up there because it's still your style it's it's just you've tried something different and that's really interesting to look at now with my my instagram page it was funny because i decided the other day i'm gonna throw this little sketch in there basically with the words you know how does a, a realism painter approach a sketchbook and of course this was a two minute scribble and i thought that that's quite interesting because people might be fascinated to learn that i don't sit there trying to get ultimate realism in my sketchbook anymore not these days and um but i did think afterwards god that's if <laughs> you know that's so different yeah. people follow me because of the paintings they don't want to see my sketches probably and i did sort of say about it and somebody said you can always put it in your stories yeah or you can archive your, it as well your main feed you know yeah. but yeah it's yeah. a tricky tricky so, thing isn't it doing Doing what feels right and then the old social media side of things. Anyway, what I want to know is what advice you would give to any listeners who might like to try the experiment for themselves. Yeah, prepare yourself for a lot of time if you're going to video yourself. No, not really. That's not what I was going to say. I was going to say collect all your work together, uh, collect all your work together you like. Uh, And I don't mean just you just like, but... Your own or other Yeah, collect your own. Collect your own work together that you like in the kind of genre of what you want to draw so if you, if you think you want to be someone who's going to draw buildings don't collect all the faces that you like that you've drawn unless there's something specific about a technique or something you like so collect all that together I mean maybe 10 pieces I had that on a board in front of me um, and then just write down what you like about those bits of work you've done why you like them and then collect together 10 bits of work by artists you like and again by artists you like that do the type of work that you want to do. So um, again, if it's faces, people who do the kind of faces that you like um, and then analyse them. What do you like about them? Do you like that they're grungy? Do you like that they use cool colours? Do you like the mediums they use? And then maybe do the first thing that I did, which was to each day think, okay, what I like about that one, I like it's grungy. And then what I like about that one is the colour. So I'm going to do some drawing. I'm going to make it grungy and use those colours, if you know what I mean. Mm. So you're taking mm. one or two bits from different artists and then apply it to something you've done. So you're not going to copy what they've done, but you're going to draw something, the subject yeah. you like, but taking into account things that you like that other people have done. Yeah. And I think yeah. that's a great way to start. Um, and then I think just develop it from there. Maybe do a few more experiments like that and then see what you like doing. Read books. I was reading blog posts about finding your style, taking on different people's ideas, trying them out. 
Um, so yeah, anything like that. And then there was other things I saw, like um, people talking about color palettes. Work out what colors you like. And I know I definitely always use similar colors. And the weird thing, it often comes about with, I don't like it. You know, if you get, um, say, a pack of pastels or whatever, yeah. I much prefer it if it's a small pack. Yeah, less is less. Um, it leaves you less choice. Yeah. So you've got to. Yeah, I know. I know what you mean. Because I yeah. uh, and you can mix colors. You can mix so many colors with just a few. You can almost go on brain overload, yeah. can't you? You have all of these colors already mixed. I made this mistake with watercolors. I bought um, this little thing of watercolors, and I loved the brand White Knights um, brand. And then I bought a bigger one, and I much prefer the smaller one it's strange yeah. so yeah if experiment with color palettes as well and um this book's really good for that um you know the urban watercolors felix scheinberger he has a really interesting section there on um colors and and maybe getting outside your comfort zone and trying out different color mixes and yeah, colors are going together so yeah basically it's experimentation but set aside some focused time so you know whether that's a few days a week that you do uh, you know i don't mean whole days but a few evenings or whatever um so i definitely think focus time for doing that as well absolutely and i i, I would say follow your heart as well don't ignore when your heart is saying actually no i, I want to do this i want to do this as well just don't ignore it because look at what happened to tara with the characters it actually was trying to tell us something and it you know it's important to to go with you what what comes naturally and definitely do tara's experiment if you if you if you want to find your style i think i, I was surprised it worked and i was very skeptical and it did yeah and if you have got a friend or someone online or whatever who you can talk things through with that really yeah. helps as well because that really helped me you're saying that how awesome no. i was in the process i'm saying i'm saying anybody <laughs> anybody will do basically <laughs> and also i think don't let anybody ever make you feel that you should be painting in a certain way or with a certain medium you know i was continuously told loosen up in the beginning but you know i was quite defiant about that because i just didn't want to and it, it wasn't natural to me um in a sketchbook yes definitely i love being loose in a sketchbook now um but on canvas i know um well i knew then and i know now what i'm aiming for and i'm really glad that i didn't listen so you know don't just listen to your own voice but take on board what people say in case they've got a point um and just be careful not to be too over influenced by somebody's work make it your own and i think the secret of that is looking at lots of people's work and taking bits and pieces that you like about all of them rather than one or two artists because what you don't want to do is be a carbon copy of someone else because then you don't have a style at all you've literally just plucked it off a shelf and that's not the point yeah uh, so i think we've about finished that one shall we read the answer to our previous question yeah uh, and the question was what is the ultimate creative challenge you would like to set yourself and what is stopping you so oh you've got the first answer that's because of the name you've given yeah, that one to is. me. Yeah, of course it is. I've given you all the long <laughs> ones and the funny names. <laughs> okay, I think this is a Spanish name, is it? I apologise if I'm wrong. It's Maya Castaneda, I think. Um, I want to complete the Barg 
Is that right? I don't know. Is it Barg? Study. <laughs> well, that's how she spelt it, but yeah. Okay, I want to complete the Barg study and really master anatomy like the master's. I've probably just made such a fool of myself there. <laughs> it's probably something like Barge or something. I don't know. Um, she says, it escapes me so much. Also, I want to complete and release my illustrated novel. That has been in the works forever. I know what you feel because I'm trying to illustrate our book and uh, <laughs> it just keeps going right in the background because I don't like illustrating. Okay. But anyway. I've got, Co- who have you got Colleen Beers and she says, amid the octopus storybook, Oh, no, it's not Omid. I've said that wrong. Omid is the name of the book. Omid the Omid <laughs> the Octid Storybook is the biggest crazy challenge I've set myself. I've got a bit of writer's block at the moment, but he's still swimming around. And I've got Adrian Sutherland. My ultimate challenge would be to publish the two and a half novels I have in my head. They've been there for some time and get built on periodically, but never make it any further. It's all very frustrating, but I am the ultimate optimist and believe that one day they will be written. What's stopping me? Time, the slayer of many, a great creator. I have MS, which is notorious for condemning its sufferers to varying degrees of daily exhaustion. So my day is very short and writing itself is a tiring, time-consuming process. But as I said ever the optimist so one day if only i wasn't so fussy i could have someone to wash cook clean shop feed me grapes etc leaving me to languish in creativity if only <laughs> i'd like <laughs> that, that as well depends who was feeding me depends how who was feeding me the grapes and how many clothes he had yeah. on <laughs> and, and people there's a misconception about people who are authors you know writers or any kind of artist really whether that's people like us or whatever but that you know you're just sitting there fanning around having fun and you know it's really easy but actually especially writing I think it's so um you're so focused and it is very tiring I absolutely agree with that we have got a writer coming up actually on the podcast um it's not going to be for for a couple of months haven't we that might be quite an interesting one to listen to yeah yeah um I've got Mary Flynn she says retire and become a full-time artist and what's stopping her is money yeah, yeah. John Munro, to write a screenplay of my life in the military, the Official Secrets Act, the fear of law enforcement for my shenanigans prevents me from doing it. <laughs> Do you, oh, you know what? My dad signed the Official Secrets Act. Oh, right. Yeah, and he apparently, because he used to be a private detective. Is this, are you making this up? I, pro- <laughs> I promise you I'm are not. You, you've got and, to be making this up. <laughs> this is the sort of thing you'd make up. <laughs> I promise you, I'm not. I'm really not. And he and he worked on the Profumero affair case. You know, you know oh, the I'm Profumero ter- no, affair, don't really. you? Yeah, the very famous scandal, right. um, a politician scandal. Um, but apparently, that's all I all I know because he's not allowed to say anything other than that. And I keep saying to him, "Oh, Dad," because I saw the film. I can't remember what it's, it might have actually been called, the Profumero affair. And I said, to him, "Dad, you've got to tell me, you know, about you working on this case." And he said, "I can't." I, I have signed the official secrets act, so I, I can't tell you anything. I thought your dad was a Hopefully. photographer. Well, yeah, but then that's why he was a private detective probably years ago because he was able to take photos and oh, things. Yeah, I still don't know. Yeah. I, mean, I still I've don't know if you're pulling my leg from him, here. I promise you, I'm no. honestly not. I'm honestly not. Yeah, we're going yeah, off we topic going anyway. Off topic. Um, John Monroe. You've done oh, that one. No, it's, it's you. <laughs> Sorry, it's you. <laughs> Right. You go. I've got Nia Edmonds and she said, I would like to write books 
and do digital art alongside to go with them. I would also like to create my own set of oracle-like cards I have to give readings. Hmm, I would love to have loads and loads of art and craft supplies and spend the rest of my life every day creatively on the go with it all. Celia Rabia. Hopefully I've pronounced that right. Be able to make a living with my art. What stops me? Well, people don't want to buy my things, <laughs> ha ha. <laughs> but I'll continue to draw. I love that. I've got Christy C. Neff. She says, I'm not ready to set a creative challenge, but I'm getting ever closer to setting my goal for retirement. Oh, yeah. I can't wait to retire. That's one thing lockdown has taught me is that um, I don't know how I ever found time to go to work. <laughs> and unfortunately, I, I'm going, I'm back this Aww. week. Oh. <laughs> Victoria Shan, my dream is to illustrate and write a children's book. You can illustrate as if you like. <laughs> What's stopping me is just lack of inspiration and ideas. I brainstormed a bit, but didn't get far. Perhaps I'm too critical of myself and this is such a competitive industry. I've got Margaret Gray and she says, jumping into a big project, fear of heights and falling stopping me. So she's really scared to start in something. Shami <laughs> uh, Castillo. Much like the others, I just want to make a living with my art. The challenge is that I'm focusing on what makes money at the moment while re rebuilding my yoga business. I've got Artist Athlete, and that's a name on Instagram. And she says, making art. Um, and it's a project she's calling This Is My Height, 5 foot 6, as suggested by BBH Design. I have the idea. I can see it clearly in my head. I don't know why I haven't started. I reckon that's one of those things that builds up and builds up and you've got su such a great picture of it that you're scared the yeah. reality won't match what's in your head. So we have got a brand new question for you today, which is what memorable responses have you had to your work? So what memorable responses have you had to your work? What about you, Tara? Memorable responses. Oh, mm. God, you put me on the spot now. Um, I don't know. <laughs> I really don't know. I've had that's probably a good thing. It's probably a good thing because sometimes they, if you can remember it, it's the usually because it's bad. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I've had some lovely ones doing these portrait artists of the week ones. Some really, really mm. nice ones. Just people saying they love my work, but I can't think of anything that stands out. I mean, I've had awful comments in the past about graphic design. Yeah, but we don't talk no, about graphic don't. design anymore because no. you, you're an artist, an artist now. You're yeah. not a graphic designer. What about you? I think, oh, um, oh, well, God, I've had a terrible one that stuck with me forever, but I've also had some absolutely wonderful ones. And I, I love, what I love so much is, okay, this is really weird, but whenever something sells on my website, I get this little... Um, this little thing that it goes ka-ching on my phone <laughs> so and it's because sometimes people pay through the website um i always prefer it through paypal but anyway sometimes i pay through the website and it it just goes ka-ching and i have this really weird response to that i have this oh i've sold something that's great and then i have this oh no i've sold something and the reason is because i absolutely hate that part of um selling where you actually then have to post it out to someone and then they have to see it and then they have to obviously say whether they like it yeah and i've never yet had anybody who hasn't 
said anything other than, oh, my gosh, it's so much nicer than it even is on the photographs. You know, it's so much, you know, I love it. I'm so happy with it. And that is such a relief because from the time I take, it takes me to post for the um, delivery man to collect the painting to the time it gets to them and they've actually said to me that they like it, I can't sleep because I worry so much (laughs) that maybe it's not what they thought it was going to be. But those responses are always so precious. And you do get the odd people that just don't really respond. They've got their painting, they're quite happy, but they don't bother actually telling you that. And that I find quite, you know, I want to know. I want to know they love it, you know. But most of the time people say they love it and I love those responses. But I did have one um, thing happened to me and it was a long long time ago when I very first sort of started painting with oils and I had these bears and um, you know the the old master style bears I was t- telling you about and somebody said to me you really really should have prints of those made and you should sell them because they are very different I thought you know what maybe they're right maybe I should so I got some really good quality uh, she clay prints made and framed in sort of these frames that look really really lovely and I decided that maybe I better just instead of like marching off to a gallery saying oh you know what do you think there's no way I'd have done that at the time Um, I wouldn't do that now to be honest Um, but I I decided I'd take the prints to a local shop that it's not even open anymore it doesn't exist anymore but it was a, a bookshop that also sold art prints and lots of art prints I thought oh well perhaps I'll ask her if she would be interested so I went along and there was no one else there. And I sort of said, oh, I, you know, I know that you sell art prints. And I'm just wondering if you are at all interested in perhaps selling some from a local artist. And she said, oh, well, you know, let me have a look. <laughs> I pulled this bear painting out. Do you know what? I'd only got it about three inches from my portfolio folder. She went, oh, no, no, def- definitely not my cup of tea. So that's and so I bad, was, Do you know, I was heartbroken because it wasn't it was the way because she sort of literally turned her nose up and went ugh I was absolutely heartbroken and I I just couldn't have run out of that shop fast enough and it was just awful and I feel that now looking back what she should have done was said you know uh, to be honest that's just not a good fit for this shop and now with a lot more experience behind me I know why she said what she said because basically her the prints in there were all modern she art she just said it, it was wrong. modern That's art what she did she's just a yeah she was just it. tactless she was just very tactless in how she she sort of she obviously it wasn't her cup of tea and that's fair enough because ultimately those those bears were only going to really be the odd a few people's cup of tea because they're totally different and old-fashioned and and her shop of course was selling abstract prints and prints of you know squiggly cows in a field and it was never going and and I didn't have the experience behind me to make me realize that I should never have walked in there in the first place but that that response will haunt me forever and I lost my confidence for about six months I my confidence was totally shattered so incredible isn't it what's terrible yeah you can get a hundred people saying they love something one person yeah. say they don't and yeah yeah and that's why it's so special when somebody does email me and says I've received the painting and I love it and that just yeah means so someone much someone actually yeah. on um Facebook I'm connected to his name's John Williams he runs um 
sort of courses and stuff to get people to turn their creative thing into a business. So you might want to check mm. him out. But he posted up a comment he got the other day. He was doing this like free challenge for people, I think, to, to yeah. convert, to try doing something as a, as a business. And it was like a seven-day thing. And he got this. He said, I just want to share this with you because you get you will get these horrible comments. And he says, I'm hardened to this because I've been doing it for years. But other people might, this might crush them. And this person sent me this email saying, um, I had your, your challenge. Um, you're really boring the way you deliver stuff. Um, you could smarten oh, up. Dear. You look terrible on screen. And there's just like these bullet points oh of how oh. bad they were saying he was it was just like oh my god and you you just realize then that if you do get a bad comment even these people that are quite high profile and you know have been doing these things for years also get these and they probably get more of them they also get these awful comments and it will just be one i think person. some of it yeah and some of it is maybe jealousy that that person is so good and the other one wants to knock them down off the pedestal that kind of thing there are people like that out there that we're not all encouraging and lovely not like us Tara. <laughs> <laughs> some people are just out there to kick you off of your pedestal and and it's not a very nice feeling and i always say that when people are mean it says far far more about them than it does about you and that's what you have to remember you just don't bite just think oh I you know I feel sorry for you I wouldn't I wouldn't want to be like that and there must be a pretty awful reason why someone can say say something like that to someone and not think it's awful anyway we haven't told people where they can write the answer to their question have we they probably don't even know what the question was (laughs) should we ask it again yeah the question was (laughs) go on then (laughs) What memorable responses have you had to your work? As always, you can tweet us your answers at Kit Creatives or let us know in the Facebook group, which if you haven't joined, I suggest you do. We will put the question up there and also on the Facebook page and, of course, also on our Instagram, which is Kick in the Creatives. So I hope that gave you the kick in the creatives that you needed. And don't forget to pop over to our website at kickinthecreatives.com to find out how you can take part in some of our upcoming creative challenges. And of course, there you can also subscribe to the podcast so you never miss an episode. And if you are enjoying this podcast, we'd be really grateful if you would leave us a little review on iTunes. Um, Five stars would be fine. (laughs) That'd be great. And also, please, please share the episode if you enjoyed it. That actually does really help us so um, don't forget to share and don't forget to check out our youtube channel kicking the creators where we make regular art tip mm-hmm. videos and if you enjoy what we do and you'd like to help support us here at Kicking the Creatives, you can now support us by buying us a coffee and you can find the link on our website that's it isn't it i think it yeah. is so we'll see you next see time ya. bye thank you so much for listening we hope you enjoyed the episode and if you did Perhaps you'd like to share it and leave a review for us on iTunes. Back soon! Can I just say something? Yeah. You haven't pressed record. Oh my god, Tara, this is why I never ever want to do this! (laughs) Oh my god! Is it recording? It is! It is recording! We could be alright! Okay. The thing is, I've got no idea where we were. Let me just go back on track. We were just, um, we just diverted. Okay, right. Well, I can just cut me off if I have to at some point. <laughs> I wish I could do that. Oh, charming. Thank you. <laughs> You're so mean to me.